Hello and welcome to the first episode of Hustling Sideways. I'm Alan Hallis. I'm a writer for the Shepherd Express and I also own Breaking and Entering, a music website. And I am here today with... My name is Jim Love and I am a... Uh, I forgot what I did. I'm a lead sales support professional for Manpower Group and also I am a uh, motivational and keynote speaker for my company called Authentically You. Okay. And so we had this idea for a podcast uh, obviously, it is not lost on me that there are a billion podcasts about having a side hustle and having a side project. Uh, the point of Hustling Sideways is for us to have a real experience about what we do and share that of what we have with a side business and a side company because it's something that I think a lot of people have and there's no real sort of authentic way of of doing it without a bunch of marketing speak but we're going to try to refrain from all of that we will not market speak to you (laughs) yes there's no there's no talks about productivity or uh or increasing your market line we need to hit bottom line ah okay okay so keep that in mind well thank you maybe in the future we maybe in the future i want to see the roi that's all i ask for but we thought that it would be important that uh, to start off the show, since this is the very first episode, that you should get an idea of where we come from, why this is important to you, and so let's just let's just go for it. Let's talk about our backgrounds and and how we got here. Jim, uh, I will start with you. Um, where are you from? <laughs> uh, yes. I, Even though we know each other, where are you yeah, from? Yeah. Let me tell you. No. Um. Well, first of all, Alan, you know, thank you for for uh, for having this, and um, we're really excited to uh, to just really have a great conversations and um, introduce you all to what having a passion, you know, is all about. And uh, we'll get to all that awesome stuff later on. And and like you know, like Alan said, we want to hang out today and get to know you guys. So I am originally from the South Side of Chicago, and uh, so when I say South Side of Chicago. I'm from the city of Chicago, okay, and not like a nearby, you know, northern suburb or south suburb. I'm I'm in the city. It's where my parents' address is at, uh, and yeah, I grew up there and until I was 18, and then I moved to Milwaukee for college at the <laughs> University of Marquette, or I like as that. they call it, Marquette University. I, li- I like that. <laughs> we can go with the University of Marquette. The, yeah, yes. yeah, with capital T H E E, because of course, you know, obviously, yes, uh, and yeah, I I I have, I have a. a uh, close knit family. My, I have my parents, uh, and then my sister and my brother and myself. So I'm the youngest, and I am totally the youngest. I'm, I'm the center of attention. I'm, I'm jealous constantly of my, of my siblings. <laughs> I, I'm very much the youngest child. Every stereotype you've heard, I typically hit it, and um, <laughs> which I'm proud of. I'm fine with that. But yeah, a very proud Chicagoan. I'm, I'm a fan of all these Chicago sports teams except. For the Cubs, because, okay, um, okay, that's good. You, you know. can you can stay here for the rest of the show. Thank then. you. I knew You're I allowed. needed to say yes. that. That was kind of my intro to yes. uh, to not have to get up and leave, which yes. is great. You gotta love that. <laughs> uh, and so, I live in Milwaukee now. Um, I've been in Milwaukee, I guess, dude. That's like ten years. Like, uh, yeah. Like, I mean, if you count over, college, yeah. Which you, I, I mean, I guess I do. Like, I would go home at breaks, you know, right. But like, I feel <laughs> it's always funny whenever people are like going to Chicago for a weekend. They're like, hey, what's like fun to do in Chicago? And I haven't, I haven't like been an adult there. Like I yeah. left when I was eighteen, you know. So I'm always like, well, like by my parents' house, there's like this nice <laughs> bar. Like I don't, I literally don't even know what to say anymore. I think I actually might have been guilty of that one time when we went down to Chicago to to see what. Where does Jim go? I was going to say there? I'm not going to point fingers here, but yeah, you, that you, is you've done that entirely. Yeah. Me, yeah, that have done that. I think that happened. So I, I, uh, I love Chicago. Um, 
Milwaukee's kind of like Chicago's cool little sibling, which is exactly what I consider myself to be. So we, okay. We, you know, so I think we kind of vibe on that. I see. I see that. <laughs> you okay. see that? Yeah. And um, yeah. And then, so my, my parents are there, um, but my, so my, my brother lives now, him and his wife live in Michigan. Okay. And then my sister and her husband live in Atlanta. So we're kind of like scattered. Yeah, out I would say scattered all bit. over. Yeah. Which is cool though. We're still, you know, we have a group text that's um, always crazy, you know, throughout the day. <laughs> uh, and I'm actually, uh, my, my, so I'm getting married. Um, which is fantastic in, yes. in May of 2021. And it's a, um, we're been a crazy wedding planning trying to get through, through <laughs> pandemic stuff. But uh, so, so what you're saying is if there's episodes where you come in a little panicked, we should yeah, just know right. that there's, it's just wedding planning. That's okay. exactly what you should know. Yes. Everything okay. else is good. But my, <laughs> my, my fiance is also from the Chicagoland area. She's from a suburb. Okay. Um, well, we grew up about 25, 30 minutes away from each other and, but met met in in, in Milwaukee um, at Marquette doing doing some service stuff. Uh, okay. After uh, you know she was in college, I, I was in alum, and then we we met, became friends, yada yada yada. We're getting married. So, there you go. Yeah, it's it's great, but it's it's been it's been a great ride. I mean, I I like can't imagine not living in Milwaukee now. Honestly, yeah. like I love Chicago. Again, I know I've said that, and big <laughs> Chicago sports fan. You know, for better or for worse, typically for worse. Let's be frank here. It's not fun. I wouldn't pick that life, nor would I put that on my worst enemy. But it's been it's been a great ride being here. And um, Milwaukee's just like it's so fun. It's so cheap. Like it's <laughs> yes, unbelievable. That is true. It's, it's so really I, unbelievable. I I grew up in Milwaukee as well, and uh, I can always say like I did think about going to Chicago after college. Um, make that mistake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really did think about, actually, I thought about going to college in Chicago at DePaul oh. and got in and decided to not do that. I didn't know that. Yeah. And then, um, really, really considered moving down there because I have a background in production. So I thought, of course, that's where all the jobs are. Mm-hmm. So I thought I was going to go there, but opted to stay in Milwaukee. And let me tell you, it has <laughs> been great for my, my pocketbooks. <laughs> that's so. right. It, literally like the place I live in, I, I pay, like I'll just I pay six fifty a month for rent. Yeah, and in, in Chicago than... it would be probably triple that. Like yeah. it's, it's it's just it's bonkers. It's so insane. And then not to mention, well, we haven't gone out you know in a while. But like if you were to go out you know and whatever hit the town as they as yes. they say, people as the kids say, say yes. People say paint the town red. I say paint it blue and gold. You know I like it. We like are it. yeah yeah. That's shout out to all you Madison fans out there. But <laughs> uh, like I I would walk away with a bill. For like thirty two dollars after like a like a night where I, and that's like a like, that's like a decent night like, out. I must yeah. have bought a shot, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like that that added up, which but, again is not a Chicago no price tag at it's, all. Uh, yeah, if you it's it's pretty incredible. So I yeah I'm always a fan of that. But anyway, that's that's kind of my you know, and I grew up in a big Irish Catholic family. And when I say big, I don't mean my immediate family, but like my extended family is pretty big. We're all very close knit. They all actually live like my mom's side of the family all lives within a mile of each other like okay. in the South side. And they are like the Kings and Queens of the South side. Like everyone knows my mom's family, which is awesome. So every time I go home and we go somewhere, you know, it's like, the, it's like walking in and you have the keys to a kingdom. I mean, it's really, it's really yeah. a lot of fun. So great people. And uh, whenever I go home, it's never a dull moment. <laughs> I, I believe it. I believe it. It sounds like it for sure. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So that's the background on you. That's, yes. that's the full sort of background. Um, you started working. We should, we should, introduce kind of how we part. know each yeah. other yes I like um, yeah, who the hell are you no. yes so so i i grew up in the milwaukee area and like i said um high school small high school 
uh, Winter Marquette, obviously, as well. That's where we met uh, the man standing across from me here. What's up? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I, so that was our, our first real interactions. We met each other um, working at, at sure a did. life insurance firm together. We were while interns. We were, yes. Yes. Coveted um, interns, I would add. Not <laughs> yeah. Not to the horn here. But but, but similar, similar background, but uh, up in Milwaukee. So kind of large family. Um kind of a a very close-knit family as well my my grandpa lives a block or two blocks away from my my parents house growing up so very small towny for being in milwaukee and i want to say i know your whole immediate family you do i've I've met everyone like so i can i can attest that y'all are yeah close-knit Yes, like in a like in an awesome like the, the Hallis family. I had to think about it, awesome. but yeah, you you met and us all. I say all. that because that was more recent when I met your sister, who works at uh, at Good City Brewing. Oh yeah, yeah. right. So and you met her downtown. She, she okay. waited on me. I didn't know that. Like she, you know, she was our server. Yeah, she was so nice. And then your, I think your parents walked in, and then I connected dots as they were hugging her, and I was like, that's right. and I'm like, oh, that's Alan. And so yeah. it was, yeah, this was very recent development, but nonetheless, yeah, full approval um, of the Alice family. So we did not have what the the Love family had, where <laughs> everybody in the neighborhood knows us, but uh, there's just a lot of us all over, and we pretty much all have stayed in Milwaukee exclusively. Um, so it's been a lot of very small town. There's a small town feel to what we do, even though Milwaukee's, you know, pretty decent city. Um, but yeah, I've grown up here forever, uh, lived here and probably will stay here for quite some time. Um, You're not leaving Milwaukee. No, no, no. I, <laughs> Don't I call a, it quite some time. I have a house here. You're not it's going anywhere. Yeah, you're married with a, yeah. with a dog and a, and a house. You're, yes. you're sticking around. Yeah. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, had the the small small high school, small co- so college was a big change to be in that giant campus full of kids. <laughs> um, and then after that, went into a, a small company and went into uh, now I write for an alternative weekly newspaper. Well, they were a new weekly newspaper. Now they're a monthly magazine. Um, but again, small environment. So that has kind of been what I've had, just not in the large city setting of Chicago That's right. as much. That's right. Just so your personality though, to like be in a place, and I mean that in a good way, like a close knit, excuse me. Yeah. I, I burped. Uh, you know, like a nice place that people know each other and, 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 you know, nothing like, like huge corporate, you know, I, I, that's yeah. just kind of, kind of your vibe. And I mean, and again, I'd say that's a compliment. Don't, don't worry. <laughs> and yeah, I, I live in, uh, in Bayview in Milwaukee. So, which is the, a very small, everybody knows everybody mm-hmm. kind of, I mean, everybody knows everybody in Milwaukee kind of town already, but specifically Bayview, everybody knows everybody and sees them regularly. <laughs> even, even during like the pandemic and everything, people still manage to, to see each other and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, so our, our, position right yes at, at, so alan and i were what was called member care interns at, yes. at uh, life insurance company and um i i got uh, so alan's you can give the backstory of how of yeah how you you ended up there i started there um well i was going to marquette but my mom actually worked there and so they were they had a big rule about you can't have fa- friends and family work there or you can't have immediate family work there um, but they made an exception for interns. So that's how I, I ended up there. And I think I was there for about a year before, uh, they introduced that a new guy named Jim Love was going to start. Everyone and, ran for the, for the, the yeah. hallway, get the heck out of here. No. Um, but when I, I heard the name Jim Love, I did not expect the, the tall, lanky, uh, Irish dude. I prefer athletic. But yeah. 
tall, Mikey lanky Stein. Irish guy to uh, here I am to come in and uh, and be one of our our interns. So and I was the only non Wisconsinite in that yes, whole team at the time. Yeah, there was always, and I prided myself on this for years. There was there was a connection of some sort for every single person, and I was connecting dots of like. Okay, this person knows this person. I'm not yep. going to say that's how they got the job, but when you're an intern, that's kind of basically how you get the job. was how um, it worked. y'all were qualified. Don't get me wrong, yes. but uh, I I I met a guy on, on my floor freshman year, uh, Joey, who who yep. who ended up getting me into this role. But yeah. it, it was all it was very much like a Wisconsin. You learned fraternity. early on it was all who <laughs> was you all, knew. It yeah, was, and, and I was I was slowly connecting dots. Um, but yes, it, a really like we weren't you know, that close to friends when we started, but we started getting working on the same shifts and, yes. and realized that number one, our sense of humors were both very warped. Yeah. And, and uh, <laughs> we found, you know, stuff, we just had very like natural inside jokes. It's sort of, yes. you know, deadpan, good, good, good things. But, um, but also like, had, like just had a great like group of, of guys and girls there. It was like a yeah. very tight knit. Like we'd like go out for like happy hour after. And, and I think at most there was about 10 of us total. Yes. So everybody kind of knew everyone. There's 10 of us, but there was like five desks. Yeah. And, uh, and we, we had to like origin- schedule out when we were going to show up. Cause yeah, like, literally you'd show up. And if you were the sixth person, like you, you couldn't work hung out. Yeah. yeah you and, couldn't and really then, do anything. Yeah, it was just, kind of a kind crazy of sat down and <laughs> didn't do anything. Yeah. Crazy big work environment. Yeah, um, but yeah, we we got to know each other through working together. Uh, the other thing that was big, and uh, it was my like sophomore year, and I needed somebody to go to basketball games with, and I had the all important car. Yes. To get us from <laughs> campus to the uh, keyword is car to the Bradley Center. <laughs> yes. And so and so Jim and I started going to basketball games together. Uh, little did I know the amount of obsessed with Marquette basketball that Jim was. Uh, it was a different level of, hey, showing up like maybe 15 minutes before the game to, <laughs> hey, we should get there two hours before, right when the doors open, just so we get good seats. And it that worked. was that and was Jim. And yes. I will say the greatest part of all this, is, like we need to talk about the car. Because like <laughs> when you just say the car, like, you know, so there was this is an Oldsmobile, right? It was a 1996 Oldsmobile yes. Cutlass. Yes. Um, and <laughs> just, Cutlass just like sounds like, like it's, you know, it sounded it very much what broken. the name signifies. It, yeah. It was like, it was like a, like a, what? Hundreds of thousands of miles on this car. Like there was over for sure over a hundred thousand. <laughs> um, it was a 1996 Oldsmobile in 2010. This would have been that we would have started going to games. Yep. So a decade ago, but it was, it had had 14, years of car usage on it uh definitely me since high school so it had been broken down um we would take eight of us in a car i'm pretty sure yes and sometimes it started with like three and then when we like to get on to the, the way game, back it became on the way eight. back it became 10 and like were, yeah yes. it was like we were you know laying across each other it was highly illegal and it was fully fantastic yes. is the best way to say that to add to that um the heat didn't work the air conditioning didn't work the windows. the windows would roll down, but then they wouldn't roll back up. Was, like there's, they were like one of the first cars to have. We were like better off carrying windows. the car to and from the stadium. Than basically, we were yeah, <laughs> it was basically a go kart, but you know, had doors on it. Yes, yeah. So it was a, uh, it was a, it was an interesting piece of of work, and uh, yeah, that's that was really where we had we had yeah, met totally. each other and kind of bonded is through work and through going to, and, and to college. Alan had this amazing parking spot. 
was it your uncle that <laughs> yes. worked at, at a building a couple blocks away from the Bradley Center? Yes. So we'd, 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 we'd key in or whatever the, the car that you do had um, the one spot. And then we'd all like, it was like so perfect. That, and, and he had stopped working there, but we still had the parking, <laughs> still pass, had the parking for it. pass, which let's, that's a fantastic yeah. way to do it. So all of the, all of the important things were covered ways to get to the game, <laughs> where to park, everything that we needed was there. So it that so car, fun. very beneficial. Um, but we both, RIP that car, by the way, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, I missed that. that thing is long total. I know. I wish we had like a proper burial. Or <laughs> um, but that was kind of what really, really shaped our background, both of us. And and I wanted to ask you, kind of, you know, since we're doing this and starting with our backgrounds and where we came from, um, what your college experience was like for you? Because I think that's where things, you know, I said we were very similar growing up, but I think once we actually got into college. Uh, different experiences mm-hmm. uh, for a myriad of reasons, but I, I want to see what your takeaway it was from going to Marquette. You know, we both went there all four years, so totally. That that what was that experience? Yeah, you like? and I, I like that you set this up that we kind of had different experiences because we did. Like you and I did not really run in the same social circle. Like you know, uh, you know, with, I know we just gave our tales of, of driving to and from the game, but for the most part, we sort of did our, our thing. Yeah, and that's when I love when our paths you know cross you know again constantly, but. Um, for me, I, I, I left, you know, high school, I went to an all guys high school in, in Chicago. I, I liked it a lot and, you know, had, had a great experience, but I was kind of ready for like the next step. I would say mm-hmm. like I was over high school in quotes. Yep. Right. And so I got to Marquette, um, not like, I wasn't one of those people that was like Marquette, like all the way. I literally like, was like, I'll just go here. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I actually got on, I got deferred on the waiting list at U of I. Okay. And I was so mad. Um, <laughs> cause I was like, you know they don't want me that badly. And then Marquette accepted me. Yeah. And then I'm the type that like, will make a decision like that and just like do You're it all in on and, it. And so I was like, but it was like all in, but also like, I'm just going to go to Marquette. You know, yeah. Like it wasn't like, I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't feel like a lot of people are like, I found my dream school or something. I yeah. was just like, I wanted to go to college. This seemed like fun. So I had one friend to well, two friends that went there when I was in high school, my friend, Rich and my friend also named Jim. Okay. Um, and I visited them like once or twice. That's why I was, was going to ask is if you shadowed it all. I yeah. did. I did. Funniest story about this one. You will love. I Growing up with strict parents is um, <laughs> sometimes a wonderful thing, sometimes an embarrassing thing. This one is the embarrassing one. So okay. when I was a sophomore in high school, I visited my friend Jim, who was, uh, who was a sophomore at Marquette. And or maybe he was a freshman. Either way, he was he was in the dorm. So he was in Abbotsford. Okay. And my parents had a very strict curfew for me. It was midnight. That mm-hmm. was like my sophomore year of high school curfew. Sure. Which people have, right? But so we were going, it was me and my friend Tom and our friend Mandy. And we were driving to Milwaukee from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, got there. And it was very clearly like not going to be like an alcohol weekend. Like, yeah. Like we were just, none of us drank. But when you, you know, were like, 17 or 18, you never know. Yeah. Right. Right. So, which, I, but like none of us like did that. So yeah. we got there and like, and like we were playing board games. Like we were like walking around Milwaukee, like just having a great time. And like that was just not part of, and I like actually explained it to my parents. I'm like, that's not part of the weekend. You know, don't sure. worry. But of course, you know, I'm the excuse campus, that, so. yeah, I was going to say, the excuse yeah. that you give the parents yeah. so is like, my parents, the actual weekend, drove to Milwaukee from Chicago to pick me up at midnight at my curfew and then oh. drove back. To Chicago. Oh my goodness! They were like steadfast. On <laughs> like this you curfew. will be home at midnight. I will be no, well, like picked up at midnight. Yeah, and then like in their supervision by midnight. Okay. So like, dude, talk about like there was no chance. Like yeah. it just wasn't like I, I got made fun of for a long time after that pickup, <laughs> and my parents to this day will defend that 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 was the right thing to do. Uh, so moral of the story, regardless of me being picked up at an, at, a, at a weird hour and being sent home, um, 
I visited twice, enjoyed it, you know, like had fun, whatever, did your typical yeah. experience. And then like I, I got to campus and, um, you know, really I had three things in mind. Like I really liked that uh, it was, you know, smaller school, like mm-hmm. not the 30,000 plus that you get at a state school. Um, I, I'm, I'm Catholic, so I really like the Catholic Jesuit tradition. And um, I love basketball. You know, and, and, and like I loved, I used to love playing it. Now I love watching it. So, like, sure. those three things were just kind of like this. So, work. And then also, like, the city was, you know, I was like, yeah. this could be cool. Like, the environment. Know, yeah. But I didn't know, factor. like, none of, other than I was naive. I was, you know, 18. I'm like, let's go. And then I got there. It was very clear from the moment I stepped foot on campus that, like, the atmosphere I'd been, like, seeking out of, like, I would say unconditional acceptance and kind of like, you can do your thing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I found like minded people that happened, like, right away. Okay. Like people I met on my floor, um, people I met through like doing like Mardi Gras, you know, like service trips, like just very quickly. Yeah. I kind of found my, my peeps and, uh, and I never looked back. I yeah. Mean, I frankly, so I, I, and like I said before, when I pick something, I really exert myself into it. Yes. I fully exerted myself into it. Almost to the point of losing some friends from home. Okay. Um, the important ones stuck around. Yeah. I really, really, you know, best friends at home, several of them who are in, you know, in my wedding, but like. I definitely did not keep up with many people from like high school, which I was like, this is where I want to be, you know? Yeah. And, um, but that kind of, I mean, I wouldn't be in Milwaukee anymore. Like, you know, if I didn't really, I dove in so much and really became kind of an extension of my life. Uh, sure. you know, this, the, the school, the people, and, and now it's really shaped the contours of, um, that's a big word, by the way, $5 <laughs> word going out there of, of, you know, who I am and you know what I'm about. So, uh, I, I my experience, you know, really, you mentioned basketball. You know, I got to lead the student section junior and senior year. That was amazing. I actually, um, and I know we'll talk about this in you know later episodes, but part of my keynote, I talk about uh, that leadership experience. It sure. was really important to me. And then um, doing service. You know, that's always that been a big part of my life. And um, so I did, you know, a Baker's Dozen Mardi Gras trips, and, uh, which yeah. is 13 for those who don't know what that means. Yes. Which, and if you don't, <laughs> uh, maybe you should. <laughs> but you were you were very involved and you, yes, were, yes. you were on a million things. And because of that, I mean, like everybody kind of knew you <laughs> and I, like to an extent you were kind of my icebreaker when like there was people that w- I knew, like knew we both knew the same people, but like we didn't really have that much to say or like, you know, I would say like, oh, you might know Jim Love. I work with him or something like that. Like somehow <laughs> like I would casually kind of name drop you because you were kind of like Mr. Marquette. You were all, <laughs> you were all yeah. over campus. Like a lot of people knew you. Um just through the various different things that you were in because you were in a lot of stuff that wasn't specific to like, we both were in the college of communication. Right. Right. And so you had that sort of like, just, you were a, a man on campus that was out there. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> doing stuff. No, I hear yeah. you. I, yeah. I, I, I mean, I appreciate that compliment. I, I just, I definitely, uh, you know, I, 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 and this is sounding somewhat boastful. It's not, it's just more of like a, <laughs> like a, uh, a mental thing, but I, I, I blossomed in terms of like, my, my growth, you know, like I wasn't yeah. very confident, um, I mean a little bit, but when I was 18, but I definitely, the people I met in, in the activities I did in the atmosphere that I found yeah. is what really kind of grew my confidence. And that's what like led me to start, you know, just doing it. Like I wanted to be involved and, and yeah. uh, meet people and, and that's, that's what I did. And I you yeah. know, just kind of went for it. So totally. And so that was all of that, you know, um, I mean, I, I wouldn't be speaking or be doing my, you know, my normal career, um, at all had I not on Marquette. I mean, sure. I, re- I really owe a lot to that. So yeah. It's, yeah. And, and I know, you know, you and I are both on 
you know, like like alumni councils and and you know and you, you know we we, we yeah. get back and still still definitely involved exactly for you it made total sense for for me not so much right which is what I yeah so yes. I want to hear about your your journey because I I was to be frank I was surprised that you were joining some of these councils because yeah not it just didn't seem like your thing and not in a bad way but no like, no that, that wasn't so i would love to hear that yeah so definitely so i had the the small high school um i did not shadow like fully shadow marquette i i did one time where it was like a it was like an info session and i think we did a tour of like and it was more of, of like how to how to afford living at marquette <laughs> Uh, it was definitely more of like the meeting that was like the financing. How the meeting hell do we do this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was like the info session of how to do that. Um, but growing up in Milwaukee, I, I was like, okay, part of me did think like, okay, I'm getting out. I'm going to Chicago. I'm going to, for a little bit, I actually considered like film school in Vancouver. Uh, wow. Because you, you would get, I, I mean, you know, your senior year of high school, you every day, this is before... A very very digital world you would get you know books or mail or whatever <laughs> yeah. you'd get dvds of like different campuses and stuff like that so i got a lot of that stuff so i was like cool let me go to vancouver and go to film school then like realistically money wise that's not happening yeah. uh then i was like okay i should be closer to home so i was like depaul chicago that's probably something that i could pull off um, something I could do. Uh, you said you got waitlisted at U of I. Mm-hmm. I got waitlisted at the University of Wisconsin. It was the wow. only one that I didn't get into. Jeez, um, these damn Big Ten schools. Yeah, just yeah. So um, not worth it. <laughs> so and then you know I kind of you know comparatively Milwaukee versus Chicago. Like we had said earlier, um, it was cheaper to live in Milwaukee uh, for me to stay at home um, because I only lived 15 minutes from campus by car. Even the Oldsmobile could get there in 15. <laughs> that's when you know you're yeah. able to get, that's very accessible. <laughs> yes. Um, so like I, I knew like, okay, my background or my, like, you know, I'm, I'm home. I can save money, whatever. It's going to be cheaper for me to pull that off. Um, so I ended up going to Marquette because of that and got in and obviously all of that stuff. But like you said, where, where you were kind of all over the place and doing service stuff, I was kind of a little bit more, not reserved. Like I didn't know necessarily what I totally wanted to do. Um, on like, and, and keeping in the theme with the podcast, uh, I was making music on the side in mm-hmm. high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of wanted to go to school for production and originally thought I was going to go to school to be like a record producer. And I knew that like I was in high school, my senior year, and I saw on the list of majors broadcast and electronic communication. And I was like, well, there's production under that. So I was like, I'm going to go learn how to like make great audio and make like be a record producer, mm-hmm. make music. I thought that was going to be my thing. And then I was like, I've always played with like video cameras and stuff and always had like just always been around about that. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk more about that eventually. Mm-hmm. But um, I was like, if I wanted to, you know, I could just shoot videos all the time and that would be my job and I would be fine. So I was like. Yeah, so broadcast and electronic communication. I knew that that was like going to be the major for me. I knew mm-hmm. that was where I wanted to end up being. Uh, like I said, didn't get into or got into basically almost every other school. Ended up settling on Milwaukee because of you know they had what I was going for, and uh, and it was still a name that was you know hold some weight for sure. Um, but I opted to stay uh, like off campus, which is very very different because. Um, Sure is. Yeah. So Jim, when he introduced himself, said that he's from Chicago and not a suburb of Chicago. 
a good portion of Marquette is, are from a suburb of Chicago, yes. but claim the city. A very large portion, an annoying portion. But 18-year-old Alan did not know that. 18-year-old <laughs> Alan thought, oh, yeah, there's a lot of kids that live in Milwaukee, and they they go, you know, they just travel into campus, and they just drive in. That's what they do. That's what everyone, right? And, Why and so uh, harsh reality of that was <laughs> that was very much not the case. Nope. <laughs> yeah, so we we thought it was me and one other kid from uh, from my high school that really stayed close. There were like two others that um, that went in from uh, from my high school, and decided that we were all going to be like, okay, well, everyone's going to have to get to know us because we know the city of Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Not the case again. <laughs> so uh, there's the, they call it the Marquette bubble, where people really only live in the area of the campus and directly around there. They don't really go out and explore the rest of Milwaukee. It very much exists. Yeah. So that problem. I, I assumed that that was going to be like our thing was like, Oh, well people will get to know us and we'll be popular in college because we'll drive them around everywhere. (laughs) That's so naive. And it, yeah, it's very 18 year old (laughs) thought, right? Um, so I was wrong. Yes. Uh, the other thing that was kind of a factor was the broadcast program itself wasn't a wasn't a huge program. You went to school for your major was corporate communication, Correct. right? Yeah. Okay. So you had a little bit more of like the business school involved mm-hmm. and things like that. I never really got into like doing a ton of extracurriculars because I did have to drive back and forth, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, I'll just be on campus all the time making projects, which ended up being the case to some extent. That was the one I got right. But other than that, I was in a small department in a small college, and so had a tight knit group mm-hmm. around me. But it was never like I was not all over the place going to, you know, right. interacting with all the different kids on campus. I definitely remember being uh, being like a freshman walking around trying to just find a house party. Where do I go? It's called the it's called the Kilborn Crawl. Yeah. That's, and that's I was we, we unaware did. of yeah. all of that. Right. Right. So I yeah. So it was a very, very different situation for me at Marquette. Not saying that there's anything bad with it. it. And I think this is so interesting because um you know, like, so when, when I, you know, gave my experience, it was very much like outside the classroom oriented, like, yeah. like in, in grant, you know, of course, education's important to me, very important, you know, but it just wasn't, that wasn't where I learned, you know, my stuff And yours was very much like centered on your major. Yeah. And, and I think that's really cool because like you found your niche and your, 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 your folks, you know, through that. And, and it really, you know, dictated what you did. And, and like, granted, I, I learned, you know, my major, but like when I'm asked about my experience, like, I don't, I forget, I honestly, I'm like, wait, what did I major in again? You know, right. it's like, I mean, and I got like, I got good grades, you know, and, yeah. and like studied and, and studied hard. Anxiety will help you do that. It, you know, keeps you <laughs> up at night. But, uh, but like that, that was never like my determining factor. You know, it was sure. like, it was very much. So I just think that that's like really cool you know, everyone kind of grasps onto that thing that works for them. And, yeah. and especially for your situation of commuting, like, you yeah, know, you kind of found that so like one thing that, that yeah. Works. So that was where my, um, my sort of experience was, was just going to class and basically going to class, going to work and coming home. Rinse and repeat. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot of that. Fortunately for me though, the major was, um, the thing that really kind of kept me on campus because, it was shooting and editing videos, mm-hmm. and a lot of times it was working in groups with people, so we would be on campus. And I think we had the most fun major on campus because 100%. <laughs> everybody else had like tests and big things like tests and papers and the, the traditional like school sense. We were doing a lot of stuff that was, hey, we need to make a video, and we could create this video however we wanted to do it. And it was like not, you know, it was a functional 
art degree basically exactly. is what it was because <laughs> we had a studio we had a lot of things like at our disposal to play with um but there w- wasn't necessarily something that you would take home with you mm-hmm. like you couldn't take a editor with the state-of-the-art editing stuff back to uh back to your dorm or back to your house like you had to actually physically be there mm-hmm. to interact and so because of that we had a a tight-knit little college of like or group of us that there was probably a group of about 10 15 of us Mm -hmm. that you know some of us lived on campus most of them did i think Mm -hmm. i might have been one of the only ones that didn't but because i was always around and i was always working on stuff and i was always in the edit bays and things like that you you get to know people from that through class through whatever exactly and then that is actually where it it kind of helped it was kind of my advantage that i lived in milwaukee and knew milwaukee because all of a sudden when they needed locations for filming or they needed resources or they needed whatever, that's where the kid with the car could came help. in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that so was, what, yeah. Where's that kid with the old Oldsmobile? Well, yeah. Let's find him and see where, where he, the Oldsmobile, the Oldsmobile worked its way into at least three to four, I think, student projects. Fantastic. So I would be offended if it didn't, to be honest. Yeah. So the <laughs> legacy, I guess, of that car lives it's on. Awesome. <laughs> yes. But yeah, it's a very different, it was a very different, uh, you know, situation that we both had, mm-hmm. um, in college, but yeah. we came from that, you know, small high school dumped into this big pool exactly. in college, took it differently, but then staying out of, uh, you know, once we graduated, you stayed here, right? <laughs> you right. stayed in Milwaukee I did. Yeah. for me. It, it was more of a given for you. I could see, you know, going back to Chicago. Right. And I thought about it, you know, I, I, I was it kind of dependent where I got a job and I, I did get a job, um, at first at home okay. you know, near Chicago and, and, uh, and I worked it for three months and it was just like a, a really bad manager. It was just like, wasn't a good fit. And then my, our internship is, is what, you know, hired me back to come back to Milwaukee. And then um, yeah. ever since then I've, I've, you know, kind of moved around a little bit and, and yeah, it's just been, it's been a really good fit. And I think like the, 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 the blue collar vibe and the fun atmosphere, you know, the, the beer and the cheese and, and the brunch and like all, yeah. all that stuff, you know, put together is, <laughs> is very me, you know, that's, I, I really enjoy that. And I think another thing too, just, you know, with, with the theme of what this you know podcast is really going to be, we, we really, the things that you and I both did, and I know we're, we're probably representative of a lot of folks I can think of at, at Marquette and probably other schools too, yeah. is, is, you know, we, we, we did these things in college that led to what our side passions, Yeah, you know, I mean, oh, that, yeah. all the focus is here. Like, you know, the amount of things I learned and people I met, like extracurricular stuff that like, I've loved to speak in front of groups. That was something yeah. I enjoyed. And then like became a motivational speaker, like had a story to tell. And a lot of it is based on, on my college experience. And, and for you, you know, like all, I mean, all of everything you just described is, is, you know, that led, that leads to you with, uh, you know, with, with your side business. And I think that's pretty yeah. cool. Like, you know, you can, we kind of chose routes that, um, that made it work. And I think like, especially for, for, for young people. Um, I think like there's so much like worry and, and this is, you know, and of course, you know, we'll talk more about it later, but like speaking to a lot of high school students, like they, there's this thought that they need to have it all figured out. You know? yeah. And it's like, you go and have experiences. Those experiences will shape what you end up doing. Absolutely. I, like, I think there's like, when you're 18, you don't need to, I don't have anything figured out. I still don't. I'll be 30 in two weeks. And I still, you know, like, <laughs> but like you, you meet people and you experience something and you step outside your comfort zone and that will lend itself to being like, I really like that. Or it's like, I like the, the feeling of that. Yeah. Like sometimes it's not even like the thing that you do. It's yeah. the feeling you get from doing it. Yeah. It's like, that was awesome. How can I replicate that? Do I need to do it again? You know, and that's, that's, that's what, you know, worked for me and, um, it still does, you know, to this day, like I, like connecting with someone is really important, you know? And I think when you can feel like you're 
there's there's a Jesuit quote out there somewhere, um, and I'm I don't remember the exact thing, you know, but essentially where where your greatest passion meets the world's greatest hunger, okay, is where you need to be, basically. Yeah. And 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 I I've said, you know heard the quote before, but I think it's so true, you know, like when you're when you're really helping people, and, sure in having a great time doing it like yeah. living out your passion that's awesome i think the more you can chase that the better yeah so you kind of absorbed a little bit of you know just everything um i i think because what you do now on the side is you know as a motivational speaker but that came from you know being at marquette being having that like background of being the guy on campus being the guy you know when we you were we were both in marketing essentially mm-hmm. so we were both um you know, doing that for our, our regular jobs. And then, so you kind of pick up little bits and pieces for, for that. I think that I definitely, that's where things are similar with us is that I definitely absorb, um, pieces of what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And I really didn't say no to a lot of projects when like, you know, when the time came for it, I remember at one point, like doing this side business stuff has always just kind of been, around for me right you know what i mean it's like part of your dna almost right yeah it really literally does come you know it it literally is something that has just been in me for forever is to do something else just to keep busy Mm -hmm. i don't know um but but college at one point i remember having like you know i i was doing projects for school and then i was doing projects like video and audio stuff for um for the life insurance company that we worked for Mm -hmm. Um, I was also making money on the side, uh, working for Marquette client productions, which was basically like they would hire out, you could, they would kind of hire out students and they would say, Hey, for, for cheaper than what you would pay for union people, uh, we can have these students come produce your project or they would use them for, you know, product projects on campus. That doesn't sound like Marquette at all. Yeah. So we were, uh, um, so we were, we were making videos for like when the theater department had a new mm-hmm. play. And the big one that I remember doing is I did a lot of stuff like setting up remote interviews for Madison public television from our studio and mm-hmm. things, you know, mm-hmm. so I had those three things going on. Then I had, um, somebody from a, a rap label that wanted me to like help with their social media, wow. you know, and I had I like little side projects would come up. I would freelance, I would shoot yeah. weddings. So was, like, was it some guy named like Drake or something? Like that? <laughs> no, no, no. It was um <laughs> it was actually somebody closely affiliated with Lupe Fiasco. Oh, wow. So um so it was like a legit opportunity cool. kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. yeah. But at one point I was doing like four or five things yeah. that weren't the actual like side <laughs> business thing. I ended up doing. <laughs> right, right. But that's always kind of been in my like DNA was mm-hmm. to do it. And I, I really actually I thought about this and like it goes back to like even when I was a kid, um, which is kind of weird to think, but I was always the kid that would like, you couldn't just play football. You had to like organize like the football league, like the pickup football, you know what I mean? Like where we like, Oh, we got to have teams and like standings and stuff. And like, I'm not a, I'm not by any means like an organization freak or anything like that. Like you can look around this room and see that. Um, (laughs) I'm looking now and I can attest to that. thing. Yeah. Um, but I've always, for some reason, been the person that's, like, had to have been, like, this had to be a thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, I couldn't, like, we played, like I said, I was making music. But even, you know, early in high school, me and a friend were having jam sessions in our basement. And I was like, well, this should be a band. It shouldn't just be us hanging out playing music. So, like, everything had to be, if something, like, mm-hmm. its own proper thing. 
And maybe that's how this podcast started because I, I said I think so, right? we should do a thing. Yeah. Well, and I think too, like there's, there's, um, and there's an element of this for, for me personally that like, especially with COVID, like, like, you know, with everything, you know, really slowing down, I'm really grateful that well, like the time that I started to have, but like, I needed to fill it, you know? And, yeah. and, and it was just like, that's like, I, I, I don't, it's, and I don't, it's again, I think that's in my blood too. Like I, I, I need to be doing something. You know, yeah. I, I don't, I don't like, I get like bored of myself, you know, and I want to feel fulfilled <laughs> by, by doing something. And I think like when, when this, when the something I can do again, can like help people out or, or give a message or be motivated, you know, that's, that's really where I, you know, in, in, enjoy it. And, and that, that's what, you know, kind of set, like I had to like take a step back and, 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 you know, and, and relax, educate myself a little bit, but then like, I really wanted to dive into, you know, to do more. Absolutely. And for a number of reasons. But yeah, I think I, I take a, a pride in like just being busy. Yes. You know yes, what I mean? Like right. I, it feels like you're not doing anything if you're not doing everything, right, right. you know, like it might be like a millennial thing too. I don't know. I feel like a lot of like, like we're a lot of people our, yeah. our age are, are, you know, constantly like hustling and, and, um, hustling sideways, you know, yep. if you will, or yeah. sideways hustling. What is hustling it sideways? Hustling sideways. That's what we're going. With. I should probably know what this is called. <laughs> yes. Yeah, here we are. That's uh, what's your name again? No, yeah, uh, right. Um, you know, I th- I think that's like a big part of you know we 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 know like you know like the like our economy's never been like that great. You know, like we we know we need to like keep keep going, like keep, yeah, keep hustling, make you know make it for ourselves. And I think it's important. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm with you. I think that makes total sense. Now I want to ask you a question. I'll switch gears a little bit. Okay. Um, if you had to pick, and I know you've you know kind of touted being the Milwaukee uh, like guy, right? Like you always wanted that. Yeah. Uh, so what like what what would be your you know favorite favorite Milwaukee spot? And that would be like either like like a place for like nightlife or like like a forest preserve. You know, like what what are your like <laughs> spots that you really those those love? classic Milwaukee forest reserves? Yeah. No. Um. I would <laughs> just roll with it. <laughs> So I definitely have a few spots of choice that I, I still inhabit. And I, I would definitely select Bayview, the uh, the neighborhood that Sounds I biased, live in. but that's fine. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, <laughs> you live in a different part of town, but you lived here before. You know everything is very connected. Yes. Um, there's there's main streets that take you everywhere. Um, there's also the little corner bars that end up being the like place you you go and meet and hang out which we have plenty of experience at a, a bayview corner bar yes yes <laughs> that is no longer there is, yes um but yeah actually i i would think my my go-to spot is kind of it's this little bar called the newport which oh, is yes. not too far away from uh from where we're at um and then there's also cactus club which is a music venue mm-hmm. um just because the spirit of that place is great and it's a it's a music institution and with what I do writing about music mm-hmm. um it is it is kind of my go-to spot that's awesome. so I love it not being from Milwaukee mm-hmm. what is your go-to yes. spot I am um I want to uh, announce or admit that I am a victim of routine I, okay I, I, when I get a routine I, I, I love it and I don't you know trade up and that goes the same for like when I find like a, a restaurant or a bar that I like, like I, I kind of just like get to know somewhere yeah. and just like, don't stop going. So that being said, like when I find a place and, and like it, I, I'm, I'm third street, you know, old, old world, third street in yeah. uh, downtown. There's uh, who, uh who's on third and Oak barrel. Okay. Like my two favorite spots. And it's, it, they have, you know, great deals, but they're really good people. They're kind of like a family there. They really support each other. And it's just like, I just, Oh, I've never gone there and been like, well, that wasn't fun. Like, it's just always sure. like they have music there a lot, great food. You know, it's, I, I love those two spots in terms of, you know, just like, you know, kind of being outside. Um, and actually the pandemic helped for this because I got to walk around my neighborhood. I live on the Upper East Side of Milwaukee. Okay. So right by UWM. Sure. Um, but Lake Park 
is a place that I, I never really like had got, you know, cause some, you're working all day, you go, you know, wherever. And you just like, it's, then it's nighttime. Right. And yeah. I think like during 2020, we would go out like on walks and, and we're, you know, a couple blocks from Lake park. And it's just, it's number one, enormous. It's yeah. so big. Um, but it's just really, there's something for everyone. Like yeah. there's really like, there's like the peaceful kind of wooded area. You know, there's like the open, open grass, there's tennis courts, there's a beer right. garden that goes there. Uh, and then like when you, as you walk farther, you get down to like where like the beach is and kind of like the overlook of, of everything. So that, that's been a really, like when I needed to like go reflect and just kind of like get out of the house for a little bit, Lake Park was such a good spot for that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then like, I, I love the river walk too. Uh, yeah. I walk, actually, I'm a big fan of that it's, too. It's really underrated and it's huge, obviously. So when I say the river walk, of course, that's, you know, miles of, of, of stuff, but you can, you can get anywhere. And it's just like, there's never a bad time to be on the river walk. Yeah. It's either like summer and 80 or it's like winter and still looks great you know like it's there's right. always because there's two seasons in, in wisconsin <laughs> there's yeah, yeah just summer and yeah. winter also packer season and waiting for packer season is that is that, that that's out, a thing too. which now we're waiting for packer season yes what up what up bears fans i see um, <laughs> but uh, yeah that's that's, I that's get out, <laughs> yeah time to go but i think that's because there's this city really has a lot to offer for for every age and for every mood you know yeah. like if you're feeling like turning up on a night there's plenty of spots for that if you feel like going to just like have happy hour there's plenty of spots if you feel like relaxing or there's an you know awesome yeah. churches i mean like you know and i i love like you know some some of the great like because you know, alan and i are both catholic so like some some of the great catholic churches are, are you know really um just really really good good spots to be so, yeah uh, i i yeah there's plenty to be seen in that yeah too. and you kind of touched on something there too with the the place that you that you go to the the two bars that you mm-hmm. selected or the like you know, spots, restaurants, um, where you said it kind of feels like a family thing. Yes. Like everybody, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you get to know people same as like the places that I know. You, oh, exactly. You, you know, yeah. it has that yeah. very similar thing. Do you think that in the sense of what you do, cause you're, you're speaking to people, you're motivating them that, uh, part of that lies in like having, like looking to be like connected with people, yeah. Um, and you know what I mean? Like, so we're growing up in a, in a or while well, we're living in a smaller city. Um, do you think that there's some sort of like some sort of appeal to what we do kind of related to the city size? Like, you know, it, it's yeah. easier to get started here because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're in a place that is a manageable place to get around and to really get your name out. So do you think that there's, there's some sort of like weird connection between like I, I you're looking so. for like the yeah. family? I think there's, um, I'll say two things. N- n- number one, I think like we all have a desire to like be part of, you know, something. something. And I don't care if that's like being friends with staff members here or like being part of a bigger club here. Like we all like want to be seen and heard, you know, and, um, when you can walk into a place and like, you know, the owner and the manager, like that's really, you know, you feel like you're part of something. And then, yeah. um, I think the other thing, like there's just, uh, oh, gosh, I lost it. I had it in my head. Um, <laughs> but basically like. I think, okay, this is what it was. I remembered it. That never happens, by the way. Never happens. I remember <laughs> Run with it. But I feel like there's three degrees of separation with like most people in, in, in Milwaukee. Like if you, sure. you meet someone who knows someone who then knows your friend, like okay. that happens constantly. And I love connecting those dots together. Okay. Like, particularly the Marquette community is one big family like that. But, I was going to say, but, because yeah, yeah, that's also been a kind of common theme and not to, exactly. not yeah. to psychoanalyze that because I'm not a like... <laughs> You know what I mean? Therapist or anything like that. Totally. Um, But I've noticed that, you know, in in what you do and what you're kind of related to, it it relates to the city size. It relates to the environment you're Mm -hmm. in where you kind of crave that little small circle. Right. But 
I think in the sense of what you're doing, because being a motivational speaker, you're, you're looking to connect people on a more personal, like a short one-to-one almost basis Mm -hmm. in a crowd. Right. So that is kind of what I notice, And I notice it too, with my business, you know, running a music website that, um, part of what I, I started doing was because one, I was involved a little bit in the music scene, very, very limited, but I was there. And I was able to observe that there was pockets of little thing, you know, little things all over the city, but there was no sense of connectedness between all of them. Mm-hmm. So that's it, it was interesting to me that you picked places that were of, you know, a close connection, because that's kind of what I do is try to connect the dots on um, on on music mm-hmm. and say, you know, connect the city that really is kind of disjointed as far as like little pockets of music. So I, I think that that in relation to the side businesses that we have, it, it comes from a, a want for connection for both of it them. It does. So. And it doesn't like stop, right? Like it's part of your life. It's yeah. like you're always seeking that out, and um, which is really fascinating and also important and, and, uh, and good. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good thing, you know? And I, I, there are a lot more people have that too, but like particularly, and I know we, we can bring up 2020, you know, and the pandemic stuff as much as we want to, <laughs> but like, I think it became even more relevant then. Like you needed to have your people, you know, that you talk to and, and you weren't seeing them and, you know, still some still, you know, you're not, but, um, it's, that's a, it became more and more important to just make sure you kept that, that connectedness and that togetherness and, and, um, you know, and get, have, you know, a thousand zoom, you know, happy hours, what, you know, whatever right. it took to just make sure people are talked to. And I think, you know, we're calling each other a little more often now. You know, like yeah. People don't, aren't, aren't afraid to pick up the phone and, and, uh, and really continue to make people feel like that, you know, they're important and that they're part of something I think is, is, uh, yeah. you know, a big part of that. Yeah, definitely. So I, I think connection is, uh, the underlying thing that we, mm-hmm. we kind of touched on here in this yes. episode is that, and you I know, like that you're connecting the dots about the connection theme. There we go. What up? I am connecting it I all. I switched that one. <laughs> and now I'm going to take it even further, and I'm going to hope that everybody connects with us by following this podcast mm-hmm. and checking out what we're doing. Um, we, I know that we kind of got into just a little bit of the basics of, uh, of who we are as people, but I think, as we said, it's important for us to connect with them with the listener. Um, so we will get a little bit more into how we started our businesses soon. Uh, but in the meantime, please check out more of this podcast. Make sure that you connect and we will see you next time on hustling sideways. It's been real. It's been fun and it has been real fun. We'll see y'all soon. And thank you so much. We're really excited for the journey and that's what's up. That's what's up.